Hello and welcome back to the Trackstack podcast. On this momentous episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with one of my favorite bands out there, Model Family, formerly known as The Shoals. They are a five-piece alternative band from Falkirk, and I met them while I was on tour with my band through a touring agency that Owen and I will talk more of in the future. And they've just recently signed with Disobedient Records in 2020, as well as released a self-produced single called Joan of Arc Part 2. They have been featured on Snack Magazine and have a brilliant EP called Are We Calling This Art? So if you'd like to find out more about Model Family, I will post all their socials in the episode description so you can go check them out there. So for the first ever live guest on the Trackstack podcast, here is Model Family. family uh first off thank you very much for coming on the podcast i uh, really appreciate you guys uh sitting down for a chat uh so how are you guys doing today you guys all right yeah we're good yeah just pretty good we're good thanks for having us yeah no worries at all mate so um the first question i just wanted to ask you guys was um uh following on from the last time i saw you guys which was uh, just after hit the road and i just want to know um so have you guys noticed any new opportunities come your way uh that's come through as a result of being on hit the road uh obviously radio i've been been played on amazing radio a few times which has been pretty good jim galetley yeah yeah that was cool yeah jim galetley played us um we also pre-covid we had quite a lot of uh, stuff lined up for 2020 yeah. like i think um oh, what's the uh, promotion company from down in is it liverpool or manchester Right. Oh, begins with S or something. It's not sucker. As, but, um, as... No, there's another one. There was sucker, but there was sucker and this other one that we got offered to play with, and it was like a pretty big step. Oh, nice. Um, but that didn't get to happen because of COVID. Yeah. We were playing with. It was Vandal Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were playing I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Band. Yeah, yeah I bought my band. Mustang from, from the guitarist. Oh, nice, band. nice. Cool. So, were we um, not supposed to be doing Stag uh, and Dagger as well? Edinburgh. In May, yeah. Edinburgh. Oh, hi, Stag yeah. and Dagger. The Edinburgh yeah. one, of not course. the Glasgow one. We're not yeah, big not time enough for the, for the Glasgow, yeah. or the, for the Glasgow <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got quite a few um, this feeling stuff as well. Like George Holmes, he's a uh, really nice guy. He does the promotions and stuff for them. And he'd offered us a gig, but again, because of COVID, um, yeah. that didn't happen. And we got a. Uh, Weirdly enough, during uh, COVID, we got signed, which was very strange, oh, yeah. especially because of the of complete course. lack of any sort of gigs. Anything. And, and any sort yeah. of releases. Yeah, for sure. Some guy was like, well, I say some guy, uh, Daniel Thomas, very disobedient. Good man, Daniel. was like, here, uh, we'll sign you, and we were like, yes, please. Please? He's, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. really, like, he worked with IMN I- for 10 years. So if he, yeah, th- did he not set? Did he set it up? I can't remember. No, uh, I am in. Did he set it up? I think he. I think he was founder. I think I can't, I can't remember exactly. But he's great. He, the amount of stuff he does, like as well as working a normal job, like is mental. Like he just loves music that much. Like he's class. And the, the the other folk that work as well, they've got um, 
I can't remember her name that did the, uh, the artwork and stuff. The digital ones. Uh, She's class as well. And there's like a few of them, so it's Eliza, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. The next thing I wanted to talk about was your most recent single, which is uh, Joan of Arc Part 2. Uh, so in my opinion, it's a very kind of ambitious, spacious and a quaint entry into your new kind of identity as model family. So uh, could you tell me a little bit more about how you guys wrote that song and recorded it as well? Callum, do you want to do this one? Uh, yeah, I can, I can uh, take the start of it for sure. Uh, so we kind of started off as like one, it was one song, but it was like, it was uh, Joan of, what we then split into Joan of Arc Part 1 and Joan of Arc Part 2. But it started off as like one, like seven or eight minute mm. long song, mm-hmm. but we wanted it to be sort of two different parts because we had we don't really have a song that's like sub, like four minutes at the moment. So we really wanted one that was like a wee bit shorter, so we could sort of like put it in a set and then be able to play more songs or bring it out as a single and hopefully get more streams because it's not like seven minutes yeah. long. Yeah. But um. It started as that and then I found like a second chord progression coming out of that first riff and into the second and it, it just sort of fit really well and it was like a really different feel but I wanted it to be like the same story. Okay. It was uh, it was strange how it worked together but it, after a couple of days I got the lyrics and got uh, a couple of guitar parts down and then we just did the usual like sending them on WhatsApp to each other sort of figuring out what each person should do and then when me and Jamie moved to Paisley, we wanted to do that as sort of like a home demo and the recordings came out like really well. So we ended up mixing it and then putting it out. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, it's good fun. One thing I watched was your guys's uh, kind of, um, the video on Instagram showing how you actually wrote it, which was very impressive. I mean, like, so doing the whole uh, kind of remote uh, recording was something that uh, my band has tried and it's just not worked at all to be honest so uh, so it's quite impressive that you guys have managed to create something that's actually not only like just something to put out there but it's actually rich and meaningful rather than just another banger that you throw on Spotify um, so I'm very impressed about that one thing I wanted to know was uh, did you guys mix and master the song as well? Yeah it was it was between me Callum and Jamie mixing it and then we sent it off to a guy called Luke Grindle to, uh, to master it all right nice okay because the master well like the actual final song like it doesn't have a like a home demo vibe at all um one thing i thought was that you guys had somehow gotten into a studio at some point um with disobedient records and they kind of put you in that space to make such a great sound but you guys did it all at home which is yeah i mean hats off to you i think think, uh, if i'm remembering the times right most of it was recorded in the in like three different houses. Yeah. <laughs> so like me me and Daniel were recorded in our flat in Edinburgh, and then Matt and Jamie I think did some I did, at I Jamie's did house. Not gonna lie. Oh aye. I didn't have any recording oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking of the other. I was th- just I'm, like I'm thinking of the other demos um, from like before that when Jamie was at home. Yeah. Ah yeah. So the rest was done at Calm and Jamie's. Yeah, we use um, Splice to share the Ableton session between, obviously, Edinburgh and Glasgow, because we're obviously separated, and that's been really useful to yeah, Splice just work on the same, same Splice, Splice is good, bangs. but uh, the, 
it can be a bit of a nightmare but once you know how to sort of fix the things it does every time you send a file then it's it's really good because we good. were having All right, before okay. when I was at the start of lockdown I was living in Edinburgh and we were trying to do demos still sending them to each other's houses so we started off using like Mega which is like a file sharing app and we were like exporting all the files separately then uploading them then the other person would have to download them put them into the door work with them and then upload them again and download them it was just such a hassle and then we found Spice which is like you can share the session file rather than like the WAVs or the MP3s which which turned out to be a lot easier yeah cool alright so now so I, so I just kind of wanted to go back into uh, more of the early days of the band and uh, just ask uh, a few questions there uh, so first off how did you guys form is uh, what I wanted to know well uh, for, um, for, for me for me the start of it was sort of I think it was, was six year in school I had nothing to take in like one of my columns for elective classes and one yeah. of the ones that sort of stood out was uh, music so I was like ah, I'll just do that you know I quite like Beatles that'll do so I mean I went into this music class and then uh, I think Cal- Callum was in that as well and then we got put into a uh, like end of year band kind of thing and just sort of yeah just kept jamming in the summer after that and then I met up with Matt at a party and I'd, uh, I think I'd seen that he played guitar so I was like oh mate I hear you play guitar now. and he's like oh yeah I play guitar and then I play guitar <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then no I think not not too long after that because we were me and Callum were looking for sort of other people to join up um, I was like oh do you want to come along and have a jam and he was like oh yeah I'd love that because I play guitar and then uh, <laughs> I and didn't actually say that, but <laughs> Matt, <laughs> part, the, the DM I got for Jack reason. was the most formal DM I've ever had. <laughs> I've never I can't seen remember I've what never I said. I'll, I'll read it to you one day. It's quite funny. I can't remember what I said, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have tried to make myself sound like proper, professional. like professional. Aye, it was very professional. I was like <laughs> formal uh, addition to the band. It was funny after <laughs> like send a professional message after seen you at that party not able to say your own name <laughs> like oh. uh, I mean we oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, I don't yeah. remember getting home um, <laughs> I'm sure me, someone phoned me and Scott a taxi at Blythe's it was and probably Blythe I think it was Toshi oh, and then Toshi was like I phoned it to my house so we walked to his house and then the taxi arrived at Blythe's and Blythe's was in a different town to Toshi <laughs> And, oh, was this, this isn't part of the story of how we found <laughs> by the way. This is just Matt recounting his childhood. But anyway, so, about, awful. <laughs> I think about a week or two later, I remember we were jamming, Matt was like, oh, eh, I know this guy yeah. from high school, he plays drums. And then Jamie came in, because, of course, he played drums. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like it was, it was strange, though, because at that time, Jamie was only just learning drums. So, like... Yeah. And I, I was quite early days bass playing. So, like, me and Jamie sort of learnt what we were doing with each other as we were going. So it was, mm. it was it's quite a weird yeah, sort of... Yeah, I always started playing but guitar as well. Like, I was, like, not even playing for a year yeah. when, we, when we started yeah. the We're all, we're all pretty much, like, really. similar. Uh, pushy sure. Yeah. Apart from Daniel. 
Daniel's, Daniel's like Shredmaster like, amazing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that, that, that's the, that I've seen you play rocks with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute uh, <laughs> <shit. laughs> <laughs> It's, it's rated 7 <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was the that, that was the four of us for how, like a year and a yeah. half, two years. Uh, at least, yeah. Until yeah, but two years. I would say January twenty nineteen. I think it was. No, it might be even further than that. Because it was. Was it summer tuts or? Oh no, it was August summer August twenty fourth. Summer tuts. Summer tuts. Yeah. That was summer tuts. Jamie, you've got like an eidetic memory. How do you know that it was August 24th? Uh, just do. <laughs> just do. All I know is that I was just back from Berlin. It was just after Callum's 18th, so I would have yeah. been about that. Yeah. Daniel, what was, your, what was your perspective in the joining process? Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 uh, your first gig was touched, so that must have been scary. That was that yeah. Was that's actually mental. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel nearly tanned the, the entire radar. <laughs> that <night>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was quick. Played, he played a really good gig a- though. Anything he played to a get really on good stage. Yeah, it was we a good gig. It was a good gig. And then didn't they pay for a single yeah, drink cool. on the night out after? Because it was my birthday. <laughs> Oh, Aye, shout out the couple. Aye, they paid for like all my drinks. For one, paying for all our drinks, <laughs> and two, for giving me a guitar because I broke a string in the first song. Yeah, so during the first song. That was a nice, it was a nice Thank you, Kyle. Of that. was. I kind of want one, but can I can I afford one? I've always wanted one, but they're the most expensive thing. <laughs> so is that how you guys came to know the Capolos? Yeah. Uh, was that yeah. was that our first gig? That, that, that and another gig, gig at Sneaky Pete's. That we played, we played them like a week before or something. No, it was July twenty. Was it July? I'm, I'm, yeah, oh, I'm, really? I'm thinking oh, you know this. Wait, wait. <laughs> it was this. It was the sugar spun gig. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one yeah, that we yeah, didn't we get paid for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mind that. Well, like, yeah. how do we get our money in the boys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> money? You want money? You're doing a pro bono. Yeah, exactly. We better <laughs> exposure. I'm pretty sure the promotion exposure had, your nothing, own had time, nothing to do with sugar spun. I think the promotion company folded as well, so there wasn't really much exposure to be He had. took on an artist as well that was like a 13 year old. Yeah. I don't remember a single thing about that gig. The sugar spun. I, right? I, I, can't, I can't remember anything about I can't remember the support. It was really warm. Like, oh, yeah, it was boiling because it was like the middle of the summer. We were oh, that was, it was like 26 degrees or something, wasn't it? Yes. I oh remember I was yeah. wearing shorts and then we went to Wings, then I dropped a wing on my boy shorts. So there was, <laughs> there was hot sauce all over my shorts just before we went on. I was like, I need to change. So JB let me borrow a pair of shorts. What a nightmare. Yeah. Oh no, I remember so, that. Yeah. Cause, like, the, in the photos, we look like we're going on our summer holidays yeah. or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Because we were all wearing like tropical t shirts and stuff. That was the first gig we played the synth at, I think. I, I think it was, yeah, cool. and it got yeah, dropped like four nice, times, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then it broke. So yeah, Sash, to, to answer your question, just through mutual friends, good times, and uh, music, and, we formed. And, and, and known ah, yeah, to play nice, guitar, nice. obviously. <laughs> Somewhere along the That's way. That's how all good bands should start, to be honest, you know, you all just get together by chance almost. Mm-hmm. Me and Daniel actually played in a band before, before uh, shows were like officially formed our model family uh we played in a, a school cover band and we played danny california in front of the in front of the <laughs> whole school i was on the drums daniel was on the bass 
It was, it was incredible stuff. Nice. That, that was an experience. <laughs> what a story. I probably had the worst bass <laughs> I know. of all time. You had the total V upside down Power stands. <laughs> cool. Um, so, speaking of gigs, I just wanted to know, kind of, um, what was your first gig like as a band together? Uh, it was behind the wall, wasn't it? With Lucid. No. Was it not, would you not say Opium? No, even well, before well, Opium. No, no, well, Harry Watt, yeah, yeah, Harry Watt, Student Union. Student Union, Harry Watt, Student Union. There was all, all of, like, what, <laughs> three people there, and we knew all of them, because they were, like, no, living with us right. at the time. I'll tell the story, because Jack, Jack will skew it. <laughs> so, basically, we, were, we went to Jack's, because Jack was, like, the first of our pals who had went to uni. Uh, well, I Jack and Matt, I went to uni at the same time, so I'm dirty. Ah, but didn't, you didn't even move out. Jack was the first one who shouldn't Ah, you were smart. <laughs> I'm not paying Harry what price is. That was extortionate. That was horrible. I hated it. Every so minute Jack of it. stayed in the <laughs> halls, right? And he was like the first of our pals to go to move out and go to uni. So we were like, aye, let's go to his, let's go to his gaff and let's go to the student union. It'll be a laugh. I was like, I think I was still 16 at this time. I think you might yeah. have been, yeah. yeah. You must so have we, been. Were, we went to the student union, we were like, oh, uh, we can maybe go talk about getting a gig or something, because I know they do, well, Jack says they do gig nights at Opium, so we're like, right, class, we'll go down. Rock society. I brought, I brought my guitar. No, I didn't bring my guitar. So we, we went. No, we both had to Jack had them. his bass, and they came up to us and was like, oh, uh, you guys are a band, right? Do you know any songs? And we were all like, no, because we'd practiced like twice. <laughs> so like, no, 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 please, God, no. And then Jack was like, "Aye, mate, we got a couple of songs we'll play." So that was our first gig, and it was it was it was atrocious. It was, it was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> did, we, did we not? Did we not play Kathleen? We played. I think no, we did. not even at we that. Played 17. No, we played two songs. Catfish oh, songs. Yeah, because it was the only song we knew. Because it was like two chords. And we played. We played a version of a Lily Allen song as well. That was one chord. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, that, that, was, that was good. We yeah, should redo that. That was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the worst <laughs> nights of my life. I remember just absolutely shiting myself. I was like, I've never played in front of anyone, and this is just. Sprung on us. Unexpected. <laughs> it was only Beth that was there, though. And the first is a yeah, five we pieces of like Tatsu's way, as you said before. <laughs> much, much. Yeah, yeah. Question, yeah. Question, question like, oh, you're in a bit down the line. You always remember your first good gig and you kind of want to forget about your first ever one. Yeah. But I think um, <laughs> like we could probably top the first uh, gig story because we played at a. Uh, like it was a comedy club <laughs> and the, the audience were like sitting down on like armchairs and oh, there was like God. maybe like 10 people there. <laughs> then the stage was like so small that like, so there was the three guitarists standing on stage, but we had to stand right, like, um, yeah, yeah, like a slot in like, you know how you stack books on a bookshelf? It was like that, right? So we had to stand, stand like, sideways. sideways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the stage was so small. And then Owen was on the floor with his drums, and that was like, that was the setup. Like, no PA. We just had the mics, and there was like, um, they had one PA for ah. the vocals, because obviously, like, it's a comedy club, so they like speak through a PA, but no, like, no anything, no like, yeah, no wedges, no proper stage, no like, it was horrible. That, PA. that reminds me of uh, Dumfries. Dumfries, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I got, one of my pals goes to uni in Dumfries. Yeah. And we'll just, we'll just say we turned up. They told us they had everything they needed for a gig, and there was no PA. There was 
There was a microphone. No stand. There was no mic stand. <laughs> there was no mic clip for the stand that we eventually got from a hotel. We had to duct tape it to the stand. Oh, God. And we blew two amps. Yep. And the, <laughs> and the, the only time the anyone only... got up was for Chelsea Dagger, which was the second to last <laughs> The entire time we played, we played, we played for like three. It was and a half three hour, hour set. And we got played, we got paid in beer <laughs> oh money and uh, and petrol money, which we nearly didn't get. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was like, Jesus. "I'm not getting you any money," and we were like, "Fucking three hour long set." <laughs> It was horrible. That is rat arse by the end of it. Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> like, yeah. Plan having I don't remember the second set. Like, the second half. Yeah, we broke it into Matt, half. We came back on, Matt, and it's Matt, just a blur. Uh, Matt, I remember looking at you, like, about two and a half hours in, and you just, you were like, look at, you were like staring at this space, just playing guitar. That was so funny. I'll never forget the look on your face, because you were just completely gone. I've never played the moment you lap so little bit. I've never played it better in my life. I nailed that so hard. But good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. Cool. Yeah, that was that was an unreal gig. Can you play gold? <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, we got asked for requests, outside requests and stuff. <laughs> Which is what well, they requested: Gold yeah. Digger by Kanye yeah. West. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. It was like, what? What is Gold Digger? Under Ed Sheeran's Shape of you. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Um, so, uh, so now we'll move on to more just about like kind of you guys, the band, because we've covered your. Uh, your kind of highlights in your early days and now it's just more the kind of uh, meat of the band so uh, what I wanted to know first is that you guys were uh, previously known as The Shoals now the single that you've released as Model Family is totally different to your previous music so was this kind of like an intentional move or is it something that just happened naturally over lockdown? I'd say it's sort of natural because yeah. to me it feels yeah. okay. to yeah, me it feels definitely. like pretty much the same it's just we're more able to express what we wanted to do in the first place like right. if that makes any sense okay. whatsoever yeah yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. The, the, um, I, I think listening habits as well dictate sort of what you tend to write like I know Callum and uh, has been very big into Black Country New Road and Black Midday and I don't know would Squid come yeah, under all that, these, all these mad that, that bands. those sort of like alternative funky band <laughs> yeah so bye. and then also um, what's your creative process like do you guys start off with a riff or do you start with drums or a bass 99% of the time I think Calm starts off with like a chord progression and probably a couple of lyrics here and there maybe and then just sends that in the whatsapp and then we all just gradually add to that yeah we've been until it becomes a okay thing. Nice, nice. trying to do the more uh before lockdown, I was wanting to get into sort of because we like to do a lot of uh, sort of like free jams in practice. Like mm. we'll just we'll just start with something mm. like drums will start or bass will start or guitar will just start playing something that just comes to mind like improvisation, and then we just go for there. And we, I was wanting to try and write stuff off the back of that, but obviously not playing together hasn't really dictated it. So it's more like a classic way of writing, sort of well not classic, but sort of just sending it about seeing what happens classic for us because that's the way we've always wrote 
Yeah, with the jams, you're, you kind of surprise yourself, like, while in the moment of improvising, you come yeah, up with something yeah. that you wouldn't have just come up with on the fly if you were thinking about a part. Yeah, I um, know what you mean. So things yeah. come a lot more sort of naturally that mm -hmm. way. There's been a lot of happy accidents that's happened in my band as well. Like, someone just accidentally plays something and we're like, hang on, like, rewind five seconds yeah. and play that again. And just, like, it, like it just totally changes the uh, direction of the song. So it's cool to hear that you guys jam. Um, yeah, like... See, when you mentioned sending the demos to WhatsApp, do you guys use that like, even if uh, lockdown's not a thing? Is it always something that you just kind of put into yeah. the chat anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, oh, just, right, uh, okay. Because nice. nice. we, we, we don't really get to practice that much. We only really used to practice when there was gigs coming up and what we would wouldn't be much time for writing unless okay. we already all had parts for something and then it was more about bringing them together rather than actually writing new parts. But uh, we're hopefully looking to sort of get more into yeah. the mold of writing all together so that the songs sort of take a completely different shape and it's a lot more sort of influenced by everyone in the band rather than the person who just wrote their own part sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it was just because just of the distance of where we are because Callum and Jamie are in... Uh, Paisley and Daniel and Jack stay in Edinburgh and then I'm in the middle in Falkirk so it's just easier to send stuff over WhatsApp because we can't see each other all the time but aye. right so. so how long have you guys been like that for? Oh, since the start honestly more or less we've, we've never been in the same for sure we were at the very start ever since Jack moved out really we've never been in the same city uh, yeah. About September twenty no December twenty eighteen, maybe. Well, uh, to that that was to the flat, but I think before. Well, oh God, I can't mind. Yeah, because that's when we started going to pirate, roughly. Yeah, uh, I think it was whenever whenever we started going to pirate, pirate was when yeah. I started being in Edinburgh most of the time. Yeah, and then that was actually quite a while. I didn't realize it was yeah for that long. Wow. Yeah, WhatsApp's pretty good, especially because it doesn't compress any files, doesn't like limit how much, uh, how big a file you can send either, which has been pretty useful yeah, for the eight minute longer long songs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 cool. All right. Um, so next is, uh, how did you guys come up with the name of Model Family? Because that's something that kind of uh, me and the band have talked about. Like, it's a really, really cool name. I just wanted to know oh, if there's yeah. a story well, behind it. There was like three weeks of trying to figure out. <laughs> Like, because we were we were pretty sure we wanted to change the name, but we didn't have any idea mm -hmm. what to change it to. So there was a a good three or four weeks where we were just like, right, everyone try to think of something. We'll pull them together and then just vote on them. And then I think we didn't like any of the ones that were, that, well, I think we had a couple of ones that were quite close. Yeah. But we we didn't like not not all of us were a hundred percent on them, and then I think we we put it in like one of our chats with all our friends in it and that and we were just asking for opinions and I think I can't remember who suggested it but someone suggested something close to model family and then family, uh, family name, name was yeah. the one yeah. before it and then I think it was and then Daniel that, said model family then it was yeah he just Daniel said it he just said it Rips a shred and solo, stops for three seconds to say model family and then rips another shred and solo. I'm, I'm pretty sure I kinda ripped it from the model new Village. Idols album. Like model uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the model part of that just came up in my head and I was like, Yeah, yeah that it does. Kinda, yeah. That kinda rings. 
Yeah, no, it definitely rings. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember seeing Model Family. I was like, that's got to be it. And and then yeah. I went on Spotify to check yeah, if there was any cool. Model Families, and there was none. And I was in yeah, there was complete like four hundred shows on Spotify. So. <laughs> Right at the start, of it, it's like, there's a band called Shows in Red, and uh, I, I hope they are yeah, listening to this, to be honest, but uh, they basically messaged us being us being like, well, like 16, 17, 18, being like, uh, we're an established band, uh, you can't take our name, you're going to have to change like, all your social media handles, and you're going to have to change your name, and we're like, right, okay. Despite they hadn't been a band for like yeah, they hadn't released any for ages. They hadn't had any gigs. We were ha- we were getting like way more gigs than this established band. You can't see, but I'm doing air quotes right now. Yeah. And then they were like, <laughs> so w- w- so instead of changing the name, we added a the to the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were threatening yeah. legal action. They, they had no legal standing, but they were weird. just doing it because we were young. It was it was so wide. We, we considered buying uh, oh, I was um, tempted to buy it straight I mean, up I was like I'm just going to do it I'm just going to do it I was in work I had my iPad and I'm like I'm here I'm on the page I can just hit and buy imagine you, buy, imagine like, you bought it, it and then we were like that's mental we want to change that <laughs> well if they wanted to buy it off me I would, I would consider selling it but I don't have it so. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll buy it for 50% equity in the business <laughs> equity yeah <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Big, big move. Get on yeah, that Dogecoin. Cool. Yeah. I was so annoyed though. It was just, <laughs> it was just come on. Like. Yeah, there was no need. Absolutely no need. But yeah, there's kind of no room for that in music. You know, like people need to get along. And if there's just one band that's like terrorizing another young band for you know for yeah. taking like a same name, it's just like piss off. There's another thing as well. Yeah, where I'm I think so in like, February. We got offered a gig in Redden, and like from this feeling actually, and straight away I was like, "This is the other shows," and then I mailed mm. them back, and it was, and that sort of like oh, right. also started to propel the the thought that we kind of need to change the name because even that like it can be so harmful if it's like radio play for example, and you're sitting retweeting mm. all these tweets about being on the radio and it's a different band. Yeah, that's happened before. Yeah, that's happened a few times to us. They've oh, added right. the wrong shows mm. in the tweet. Yeah. And they've added us, we're the wrong shows. Right. <laughs> I think that actually happened the first time. Damn. I think there was, a, there was one to do with like a Noel Gallagher tribute, and we were tagged in it. <laughs> and they were like, we don't know anything about this. <laughs> why, why, are we, why are we tagged in this tweet? <laughs> well, I think you guys are better off as model family yeah, anyway, so you made the right decision. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, the other thing I wanted to know is, um, what was it like playing uh, St. Luke's for you guys? It was, it was <laughs> a, a religious experience. A religious experience because it's in a church. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a strange one um, because it was, it was a day where, uh, like, ScotRail had like cancelled yeah. half of the trains in in the country. Uh, it was like strong, a, strong a tiny bit, uh, a wee gust of wind, so they cancelled all the trains. Nah, um, to be fair, the weather probably couldn't have been yeah. much. That's true, yeah. Like, there was, tree, was, there was trees awful. coming down and everything. I, I, I drove through in that tiny so, fiesta. I felt like the rapture <laughs> was coming. Right, uh, we the were rapture. Going to and then, um, so a lot of our crowds couldn't make I it. I think there was of only that, was like four or five people there for us, two of them being my yeah. dad and my sister. <laughs> and, I think my mom came, did you come? No, there was at least ten. was there. Uh, Ryan Heller turned up, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was a weird one because it was like it was like 
a tiny crowd, but at the same time, I absolutely loved every minute of it. Yeah, it, it was like great. Uh, yeah, it was Spring really cool. at the time, Spring King to us were like a massive, massive band. Yeah, they played Jules Holland, like, like they're like a yeah. big mm-hmm. deal yeah, for us was... anyway at the time. Yeah, they're in the FIFA, so the FIFA soundtrack. Like, it doesn't as get well. any bigger like, than that as a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's like <laughs> as, as high as music that's goes. That's true. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, we went backstage. There's obviously all the all the bigger artists that have played St. Luke's have signed their names backstage. So, and I'd I'd went and seen Highly yeah, Suspect we, like yeah. the previous year in that same venue. So that was it was really strange. Being that reminds on the same me, stage. we're gonna have to Bands go back to all these venues that we've written our name on the wall <laughs> and change it to Model Family. Change it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take some tips. Tips over it. Just write Model Family. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, artist yeah. menu discount. Oh, yeah. the, food, food, the food was, was so good. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, but I, I mind, I mind sitting talking to Tarek for five minutes, who's like the sort of main guy in Spring King. He does all like production and stuff, and that was when I sort of started thinking about production. I hadn't really given it much thought before that, but I meant him saying stuff like, "Oh, I uh, such and such and such and such layering all guitars and all that sort of stuff." And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting. I might look into that." Now I'm doing it for a course. Yeah, nice. That's cool. Ah, he's got cool. he's like excellent. Ah, uh, Tyrek's unreal, man. Yeah. No, I like St. Luke's because um, like I went to see uh, Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever there. Ah, <laughs> oh, they are. And unreal. I was yeah, like for one, they're just amazing as a band, and also um, like the size and like the vibe of the place, like it's a relatively small venue but like it's yeah. so grand at the same time the high ceilings man um, it's probably the best we've ever sounded as well that audio like. for sure yeah like you usually find that with venues like that oh well. audio yeah 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 um, there was a point where I thought like if we ever get to play St. Luke's I can officially like like just retire <laughs> from music and say that I've made it so 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 you guys get my approval you've officially made it in my books if you played Thank it at uh, St. Luke's so Thank you very much. so um it was a really surprising gig to get offered actually um I remember when we got it uh, we, we waited like about a month to see so basically we had we got asked by DF it was through DF Productions that the gig and they um they were like, oh, we need to forward bands to the, the Spring Kings agent yeah. and we'll get back to you whether you get the gig or not. And we waited like a month for a reply and it was the week before the gig was when we got the go-ahead that we got the bill and we were like ecstatic about it because, again, it was St. Yeah, Luke's. So we were just... I mean, we just... It was our first year as a band yeah. as well. It was the August of our first year as a band. We borrowed drum stands for uh, my high school because we were told we would have to bring uh, back on for drums so I got it picked up Jack picked me up at school yeah. and I was just, like travelling to St Luke's in my school uniform like to play a gig <laughs> it was it was surreal I think that was that's pretty <laughs> badass when you I lost a pair of vans though so that wasn't badass that <laughs> I, they bumped they, your van I put oh. my vans in the bin <laughs> fucking freaking bad <laughs> The only the, one of the main things I remember about that gig though was um, during like Spring King's like second last song, there was like a, a weird like jam bit or something like that, and Jamie and this other guy went oh. flying over Jamie the barriers. Jamie jumped on the stage. <laughs> Jamie jumped on the stage, and this other guy like slipped and smashed yeah, his head so. off the stage. It was it was a so it was a completely unspoken thing. Uh, it was during their um, what's the song called again? I forget the song. It's not Animal. Um, 
Rectifier. Rectifier. That's it. That's rectifier. Rectifier. It was during the breakdown before the final chorus, and me and this guy looked at each other, nodded. <laughs> no, comp- no communication. And then when the beat dropped, me, him, and this third guy jumped the barrier, jumped on stage. Me and the guy who nodded each other got on the stage. The third guy caught his foot on the barrier as he jumped over, <laughs> smashed his face off the stage, and knocked himself <laughs> out. <laughs> And because uh, obviously, because it was a very quiet gig, I don't think the security uh, were actually like thought this would happen. So <laughs> they were like, "Oh God, you really actually jump on the stage right now!" Like, get we haven't played like, so okay. much. So, <laughs> so you just hop back <laughs> in the crowd. Maybe that may have something. It's just a massive shame that Spring King broke up after that tour. Yeah, I was during. It was during the tour. It was during the tour because they didn't yeah. play their Manchester or their London day. They broke up they before they finished the tour. That's bad. Which sucks because they're a really good band. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. So uh, next up is I just um, so you got Model Family is a band that's based in Falkirk, right? And um, so no offense to you guys, but I actually had to Google <laughs> where that was because I didn't like know. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted yeah. to know if you guys find any kind of advantages or disadvantages of being based where you are. I don't really see any disadvantages, honestly. It's been great being in the centre because it's like equal distance between yeah. Glasgow and Edinburgh. So getting yeah. to gigs has it's, been it's like, perfect really for going easy. anywhere. It's just a train, like, minute train. Yeah. yeah, because you guys are in like a perfect triangle between uh, Glasgow, Edinburgh, yeah. and Stirling. I've noticed. Yeah. So it's like you're just. You kind of see it in a, like a nice little pocket where you can uh, travel to, you know, yeah. to all the good cities. So. Nope, they stopped into yeah, the music cool. scene potential in Falkirk, yeah. Uh, that's the only problem with Falkirk now is that <laughs> there's just no, there's no venues. venues but, yeah. yeah. The plan is to change that forever, <laughs> so. <laughs> so subtle. Yeah. Cool. So... Uh, do you guys have any kind of funny or uh, kind of interesting stories <clears throat> of uh, playing gigs or just being in a band together in general? To. Hmm. Uh, uh, there's there's some I don't know if we can mention. Are they PG? Like what? What's the what's the age? <laughs> this is an eighteen plus uh, <laughs> podcast. This is ah. rated R. <laughs> <laughs> It's 12 minutes <laughs> past 7, man. Aye, but it's not coming out at this time, is it? <laughs> Unless it's live, so, yeah, I don't um, Yeah, but the fact that it's 12 minutes past 7 is etched in time. <laughs> when, when it goes out, it's not going to be 12 minutes past 7. But. Ah, but it'll have been... It'll have been 12 minutes past 7 when it was recorded. I thought recorded. you were like 12 time. o'clock like in the afternoon. Unless you oh. go backwards in time. There we go, back to tenant again. Aye, there you go. Nah. Yeah, nice. Honestly, it's just been... There's been... For, for personally, certain intoxications have led to um, inability to play by a signed instrument in the band. To put it succinctly. That's a very professional way of putting it. That is. Um, North Star. Uh, yeah, so North North Star, yes. Um, that one of those Herit Watt gigs, yes, where the where the kit the kit had no rugs, so the oh, hi hat yeah. and bass drum were like creeping across yeah. the floor every time I hit them, so I was sprawled out on this stage, spread like, eagle, really drunk, not being able to play, which was. I've been awful. I've been um, rather intoxicated at gigs before, I've, but I've never been not able to play, which I find actually quite surprising. 
I'm just not <laughs> able to play in the first place. <laughs> I've had, I think, three three main occasions stick out in my head. Um, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day Opium. Oh, that North was... Star. I loved that. I loved how, like, insane that was. Like, not one thing went, like, perfectly well, but the fact that it didn't yeah, just made it so yeah. much better. Because not one person <laughs> yeah. in the room was conscious. Like, it was so good. <laughs> that Herrick Walt one at the like, way back at the start, and um, that... North Star. What was the third one I said? <laughs> oh, the, uh, North, North Star. Star. North yeah, Star. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> those those three really stick out. Just inability to play my instrument yeah. at all. Playing what was it? Clouded vision. Jamie's still in the <laughs> intro, and we we're like in the first chorus. <laughs> yeah, I just I wasn't on the same uh, same brain brainwave as the. Band. There's a time it's not really like band related, but it was also after Dumfries. Like I think Jack Callum, and <laughs> one of our pals Liam came down with us. Um, and they were like, we're going back to Edinburgh because Jack had uni work to finish. And me, me and Jamie were like, we'll go out in Dumfries because one, one of my pals was down there, uh, is at uni down there, so we, um, we're staying in his flat. We're like, we'll go out. I think, Jamie, you were, you were still under 18 at the time. I was 17, yeah. So there's this, this pub called Hole in the Wall, and they do karaoke. So we're like, we'll go in there and we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a good time. And we go, go in, walk right up to the bouncer, ask for ID. I'm like getting my wallet out and Jamie just absolutely pies him and just walks right past <laughs> I was like here what, what are you doing and Jamie's like hey, did, did they notice me did they notice me I was like mate he's asking for your ID and you just walk from so, my perspective he didn't ask me <laughs> you just completely blanked him didn't even look at him or anything so I didn't reply God. he didn't ask me your version is the true version that's all it that matters so yeah cool cool but yeah that was funny <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Um, so, uh, so this next question might be kind of uh, difficult to answer, but I just want to uh, see what you guys respond. Um, one thing I've noticed is that you guys have a really kind of loyal following of listeners who both uh, vigorously kind of attend your gigs and also promote your music. So what do you feel has been the reason for the success behind that? We pay them. <laughs> 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 we do is we've all became uh, professional hackers it's a hive mind yeah dug up dirt on everyone we know and they said if you don't come out of games it's getting posted on, it's getting posted yeah. online nah it's just that uh, we've got we've got good pals what can we say we've got lucky yeah. we've got lucky yeah. good, friends, good yeah. pals that will follow us across the central belt yeah that's cool, that's cool. we are a family model family exactly. Oh, we go. exactly nice plug <laughs> cool okay so this is a question uh for callum like uh, your kind of lyricism is uh, some of the best i've heard at our stage and i just want to know uh, how do you consistently write such relatable and vivid songs <laughs> need to kill cool off after that one <laughs> i don't think my head's gonna fit through, through the door, the door after <laughs> yeah uh i don't know just uh I, I, I couldn't tell you to be honest it's just kind of I, I think paying a lot of attention to it listening to like an ungodly amount of music like there's not a second throughout the day where I'm not I'm not listening to music and it ranges so often and just like reading reading as well and sort of spending way too much time uh, digesting media when I should be like doing work <laughs> really to like uni and stuff like that but just a lot of Sort of like, I, I don't know, just uh, paying a lot of attention to it, I think, because it's all 
it's so important because I'm not like when we started I, I wasn't the best singer I'm still not now to be fair but I wasn't the best singer when we started so sort of I think trying to make the lyrics stand out more than the singing so people sort of ignored that was something I stuck to and then I've kind of just improved for there all right okay I think uh listening listening to bands with really good lyricists rather than really good singers has sort of helped a lot with that like like Black Country New Road the singer isn't like the best in the world but his lyrics are second to none and like Courtney Barnett as well she's not like the best singer in the world but again her lyricism is is unmatched it's just her ability to tell a story is otherworldly so just listening to a lot of people who are already really good at what they do and just sort of taking inspiration for that yeah, because one thing I've noticed that you're really good at is, um, like, there are a lot of bands that use kind of cliche phrases that get kind of cheesy to listen to, but you can write novel sentences but make them melodic, and they're all kind of, um, like, you vary from being very plain to very kind of poetic, so you kind of, like, you cover, a, like, a broad uh, spectrum, but, like I, like, it's always... Uh, nice to listen to your lyrics because it's just something that's so relatable. Yeah, that's the only thing I can say. Thank so, you very much. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Cool. All right. Um, so the other thing is I've always admired your guys' kind of energy on stage. Like Every time you play, um, you're always just like so high impact and it's just like, you know, like, like you always try and blow the roof off the place, which is nice to uh, watch. And I just wanted to know if there's a kind of secret behind that extra bit of sauce that you guys add to the stage <laughs> Jamie's drumming this. I think I think it's mostly Jamie being the loudest drummer in the world and most of us not having any clue what we're doing yeah I'm, I'm, I'm working I'm trying to work on my dynamic uh, drumming ability yeah um, it's something I'm, I'm a very I'm a very hard hitter I'm trying to work on it <laughs> was it was it sneaky um, beats and it's also just like sheer adrenaline yeah. live playing I, I'll, I'll speed up I'll tempo change and again I'm trying to work on it yeah I think it's, a, it's sort <laughs> of our willingness we've all sort of learned how to play in a band together and how to play our instruments together yeah. so I think um, we sort of move our songs as a solid unit rather than as individual parts and I think any band doing that is going to make more of an impact rather than like five people playing together it's like one thing playing together yeah sure because i've always noticed that you guys um like um you let the music do the speaking so it's not like you uh uh, kind of prance around the stage to make up for a lack of something it's always in complement to uh, how good your songs are so it's always a nice kind of uh like a nice combo and it's always nice to watch as well so yeah. yeah, well, that and is. I hate talking to the crowd, so <laughs> we kind of have to let the music do the talking because I'm not, I'm not very, uh, I'm not very witty. Can't come up with good jokes on the spot. I just end up like mumbling some rubbish and then being like, "Okay, next song." And then we just go for it. Cool. All right. So just uh, uh, yeah, I love it's just sheer excitement, sheer adrenaline. Yeah. Apologies for buttoning there. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, but no, like it's always. Like, like, especially for a live act, um, having loud drums is not necessarily a bad thing. I'd rather they were too loud than too quiet. Cause, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. For sure, 100%. Because uh, through a, like a good venue and a good PA, 
the drums, uh, you know, they fill the room and they always, uh, they're always uh, really present. And um, yeah, like having loud drums is great when it's live. Obviously, like if you're just trying to like practice or just do anything else, yeah. it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah. I think um, sort of uh, again that uh, one thing I would say for bands to try and do live, which is what we are trying to do with our new songs now, is controlling your dynamics is like super important because that kind of controlling the the noise level sort of controls the crowd in a way you know if it's going to get louder the crowd's going to get react to that and if it's going to get quieter they're hopefully going to react to that as well so it's just about controlling that within your songs which is what we're trying to do you gotta wait for that that beat drop yeah yeah the beat drop exactly yeah yeah all right don't blow don't blow your load too early (laughs) yeah we were quite bad yeah, for that with Cockroach. That was yeah. like the climax of the set was at the start. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so this is uh, uh, this is a bit more of a selfish question to ask uh, because it kind of plays into a, a kind of my advantage as well. But uh, from my experience, um, so you guys are quite well known in the kind of grassroots uh, music scene. So. Um, uh, so how do you think uh, you guys have managed to network so well while staying in a relatively small town? We just kind of played as many gigs as possible. Like, the first year of our yeah, band, we, we, we played yeah. about 14, 15 gigs. So it was almost like... No, it might, be, it might even been more than that. It was almost a to a month or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we, we played a lot and we tried to make like as many positive connections with people that we met yeah. as possible. Just, just out of, like sheer friendliness to be honest um, yeah. we didn't want to cool. make enemies with people like it's not a like being like two bands you shouldn't be rivals yeah you know yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you want to just like everyone's trying to get to the same end goal which is become big and famous and make great music yeah. Um, yeah. sometimes not always getting big and famous but um, everyone's trying to make great music everyone's trying to have fun so just keep it that way yeah, yeah like we've been in a lot of green rooms with bands that are a bit you know they're a bit funny they bad can be vibes yeah quite bad, bad vibes, vibes yeah <laughs> mm. but then like yeah. i mean the majority are like like really sound guys like yeah, i remember the first time i remember the first time we walked in the green room at um aberdeen when we met all use and it was a bit quiet at the start and then like after about five minutes everyone was like screaming laughing yeah it was just yeah, excellent. yeah yeah it was really good <laughs> yeah um like the uh, vibes that you guys had when you walked into the green room in Aberdeen, uh, Stan, like, like he went away from that. He was like, "God, I wish our banner was as good as theirs." I was like, "Fucking Stan, <laughs> no need for that." <laughs> no, we are not if, I, if I met us and we were bantering, and I was a different person, I would, I would run, I would run for the <laughs> <laughs> Just absolute fucking nonsense. Nah, I think <laughs> I think that nonsense. tour meeting meeting you guys in Velvet was probably one of the one of the most fun we've had. Yeah. Meeting other yeah, bands in Green sure. Room. I think we've connected with you like a lot. Yeah. Um, that was a really good weekend. Because uh, we were all just so like thankful for the for the opportunity and stuff, and we we, we didn't, you know, none of the bands we've met bands that are a bit like big for their britches sort of thing. I think they're. Mm-hmm big time and stuff like that like bands that won't talk to the other bands in the green room and weird Oasis uh, Oasis like tribute that. bands yeah and uh, uh, Oasis tribute bands in both music and personality yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even mind the name of the band but it was when we played Classic Grand and we were like we were the headline and we were sitting in the green room just waiting on like the bands arriving and th- they were like an Oasis tribute and they turned up 
and they didn't even look at us. They didn't say a word to us, and we were like, "Well, this is oh, fucking Jesus awkward." Christ. Ah, yeah. no, no, <laughs> probably, no. probably not name drop, but like they had a Burberry uh, hat, Burberry jacket, Burberry shirt on underneath it. Yeah, full <laughs> Burberry swag on. Aye. Maybe the, the, the sponsorship. Other, the other bands we played with were really, were really nice. So the other oh, band they were lovely. Like the links, yeah, the links. We can't name drop. We don't want to. We don't want to make any enemies. Yeah, but fair enough. You know, yeah. fair enough. And, um, it was very Liam Gallagher esque with his uh, yeah. stance and vocal. Oh God, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't name drop. I can't even remember like most of that day. <laughs> I mean, sitting yeah. fucking about with a lighter in the green room for like three hours. <laughs> That's we I, do remember, I do remember being on the stage, and then the next minute Ross Malcolm was standing next to me on the stage <laughs> playing. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember what went on, but half the crowd ended up on the stage. We didn't sell a lot of tickets. We, we, that was like, because it was a week or yeah, two weeks after yeah. like our, our, our biggest headline in, in our hometown in Falkirk. So like everyone that w- would have normally came to a gig was like, nah man, like, we came and seen you <laughs> last weekend, like we're not coming again sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So we sold like, it's like, I think it was like 10 tickets or less to our first Glasgow headline. And then we were just like, <laughs> fuck it and we invited everyone in the crowd onto the stage and then I stood up on an amp and then the sound guy turned all the mics off and told us to get <laughs> off the stage that was kind of it was kind of our fault for agreeing to that gig but like it was yeah, still yeah it was our fault but like the we, guy we got our, the guy knew that we were playing a gig like two weeks before so our eyes were bigger than their belly on that one for uh, sure yeah <laughs> and uh to go back to the sort of uh how to get more people to uh, come to your gigs sort of thing or like build a build a fan base. I think making every gig different is what we've what we've tried to do. Like I don't think we've ever played the same set twice. Mm. Okay. In yeah. our entire time being a band as as switch up the set far in, in between songs, the way we play them. I don't know, just make everyone every single gig like a unique experience so yeah. folk want to come to the shows more often, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's, that's good advice. That's something we, sh- we strive for. Yeah, sure. So don't do the same thing over and over again because folk will get very bored very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially the people playing the same songs over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to, um, like, we've been in that situation before where it's like we've been offered quite a few gigs in quick succession and you don't want to take them all on because, you know, the tickets will go from, like, maybe 70 to 30 to 10 to 5 and you're like yeah. like you show up at that fourth gig and you're like look I'm sorry but <laughs> you know <they're, laughs> no one's showing up so um so yeah it's always a difficult balance to hit yeah yeah I think it's uh, we're, we're kind of at the stage now where I think if that did happen we unless it was like a big promotion company that we wanted to get friendly and I don't think we would really care yeah. It's more about it's playing playing live as much as possible is sort of the aim yeah, for us yeah, now to get our new sound out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Um, okay. So the next thing is um what would be like so what would you guys say is the main reason um that you're in a band? And I know you kinda said that you just wanna play uh, live gigs as much as possible. Uh so is that uh, kind of the sole reason or do you also uh, like to take part uh, kind of in the uh, creative process as well? I mean, all of it. it it's yeah. our passion, honestly. Yeah, we just enjoy playing be- music. Like, I think we've we've all really grown up around it and just enjoy it. So, it's another outlet to 
enjoy it's, music. It's very like weirdly relaxing, like yeah. I would, I would rather, I wouldn't rather be doing like anything else than being like locked in a like half an hour long jam, like sweating, <laughs> sweating my balls off, <laughs> like just shaking, shaking my head at the ground, not even looking at what I'm doing. It's like you just get in like this, like a state, like so <clears throat> deep in the pocket, you're just vibing. Mm-hmm. It's, deep it's, in the vibe. It's, 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 it's the thing I enjoy doing the most, like by mm. a good margin, just sitting like jamming. Yeah, yeah, no, I can relate to that. That's cool. Um, so next up is a question that I ask kind of every band I uh, get to talk to, whether it's in a green room or whatever. Um, what would have to happen in order for you guys to uh, to say that you've officially made it? Um, like, what would be the one thing where you say, right, okay, this is it? You know what I mean? Like, we've done it, boys. Matt being on time at practice. Jamie going for a shower five Wait. minutes before he's supposed to get in the blue car to go to practice. I think, was it not the last practice we were at, Jack, that you turned up quite late to? Look, I was there. It wasn't me, I was there food. before you's. I was there before you's. It was. The line in Tesco was too long. Right? Uh, to get your salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> it was like 9am. I needed some sustenance. <laughs> I, would, well, oh, I, I think know. I think before we got signed, we probably would have said getting signed. Ah, yeah. But yeah. Now, now that we've been signed, I think for me personally, it'd be uh, like either going on a tour, mm. like not like not like uh, hit the road like a proper long like. Yeah. Going on a tour and making tour. proper like money as well. Yeah. If that makes and, sense. Yeah. Like yeah. not having to pay for the tour yourself, mm-hmm. but like being able to like. I don't know, like make profit from it. Yeah, I think releasing like a studio like album, album or yeah. something, like uh, something you can have like physically, like a, like a vinyl of our music that we've made or something. Oh man, if really I had cool. a vinyl and I was on it, that would be me sorted, yeah. burying me with it. Yeah. A tour to support the, an album. Yeah. Aye. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That whole that whole sort of conjunction. Like uh, the label, mm. the album, the tour, that whole sort of thing. It would be more like a, a collection of things rather than a single thing. Going that would be to, a, de- a definite milestone. Going to a big music awards thing so that I can tell the 1975 in person that I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so, um, what's also your kind of favourite gigs to play? Do you guys prefer like uh, really small venues or... Um, like, do you guys prefer like bigger stages or outdoor gigs or uh, something like that? We'd hmm. Well, we've only done one outdoor gig, and that was well. Te- technically, me, technically, me and Calum have done two because done the two. the the school one that we did was uh, an outdoor one. Oh, nice. Uh, no, we've uh, played two. We've played. We've played three. Did, did you not do played... Danny and Armadale? Oh, oh, I am a deal. Well, uh, well, <laughs> we were on. We were in the newspaper for that. So we were. <laughs> uh, Triple A and Galladay was. That's two. I don't know if it was a third. What did you say, Triple A? Oh, the Triple A was the Armadale one at the um, oh, right, yeah. dog racing dog stadium. Racing I had the dog Greyhound. racing stadium. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? It's just a dog racing stadium, man. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so you guys played the we played a tent in the middle of a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a stadium gig, obviously. Yeah. 
thousands of people there. It was uh, a Greyhound racing stadium that had been made into like a bike racing place. Oh, okay. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, there's more in bikes the there. Um, I, I like I like small intimate venues. I, they're, they're fun. Yeah, I, I quite like the smaller ones. But then again, audio audio was like a sort of I'd call audio like a medium sized. Yeah, because it was they're like good quite too. a big stage. I I really <coughs> liked audio though, because like audio the whole good. thing was just all of our anything pals. anything that sounds good. I'll, I'll play any venue that sounds good. When a venue doesn't sound good, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, such as know, when they put sucks. delay on on your guitar through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, broadcast. <laughs> when was that? We played broadcast. Uh, we were petty thieves. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, broadcast. They put delay on my guitar for the entire gig, despite me not asking to have delay on it. So they put it through the desk with a delay on it. I don't know why, but yeah. that sucks. That was annoying. I forgot about that. But, uh, actually. Any, that was so any venue though. that sounds good. Yeah. That was three years ago. That was yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that, that is, that's frick. We'll just won't count 2020, it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think, uh, I really want to play a gig where we just improv for the whole thing. I would like that as well. But I don't yeah. think, I don't think we're quite there yet with our jams, but when they get there, I would love to play like a really small venue, like a 50 a to 100 person venue and just jam for like an hour and a half and then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So we'll just start uh, wrapping up uh, this episode, and I just have a few questions, just as a kind of segue into the great beyond. Um, so, uh, since this podcast is about kind of expanding your music taste, like I just want to know, um, what are some of your favorite albums that you would recommend? I'll, I'll be the I'll be the first I'll be the, I'll be the first to say it because I know half of us will. The yeah. new Black Country no, uh, New Road album. That's on yes, my list as yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. I'm still not listening to it. I keep meaning to. That's 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 it's won me over so much. Like it's yeah, so it's good. A great album. Brilliant album. That uh, Black Midi. Listen to Do Nothing. I think they're really good as well. They incorporate a lot of elements we were trying to incorporate into music. Yeah. Uh, you said earlier, uh, Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever. Mm-hmm. They're unreal. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, listen to Australian music. Aye, and oh, anything sure. by like Courtney Barnett. Like it's like I, them, their class. I'm listening to a lot of Weather Report. They're like a seventies jazz fusion band. It's excellent, excellent stuff. It's so good. Cool. Uh, can I just uh, rewind just a quick second? Uh, see how you mentioned Black Midi. Um, yeah. We played a school gig like a year ago, or like maybe like over a year ago anyway. But um, we like we played uh, Boom 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 to like a <laughs> like to a school hall, and it was. <laughs> it's like the worst decision we've ever made and I wish I had the cojones to do that, um, I wish I had the cojones so it started off with Stan he was like this song is called Wonderwall and everyone's like oh my god and then it was just <laughs> dun, 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 and everyone's like what the fuck's going on here and then like we improv the whole song because we didn't know like like it's just one note so we just improv the whole thing that's basically what they do to be fair yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they always play it different every time but yeah no that was uh, the worst executive decision we've ever made as a band um, that's pretty class to be fair <laughs> we started a set with the end of doctor before we just played oh the, start God, of the chord progression crazy. that goes oh, into yeah. that and then built it up and built it up and then took it into cockroach which was the weirdest was oh, that right, not okay. the first um this feeling gig i think we actually did that i think it was which was a weird time to play it because this feeling are like yeah we, start, we practiced that like the day of as well didn't we yeah yeah 
That was, that was quite good, but my dad was like, here, that was really good. What was that? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, in the black, I was like, mate, I don't really know. Ask at home. <laughs> cool. It's like, it was something. Yeah. Uh, so any kind of final albums, or have you guys all uh, made your choices? Uh, they haven't put out their album yet, but it's coming out this year, and if you've not heard of them, Cleopatric, they're my favourite band at the minute, and okay. they're just class. They're oh, like, nice. okay. they're a two-piece, and they're just unreal. They're like, class. It's just fatness, fuzz, and it's great. <laughs> cool. Like, uh, always listen to new music. Always, yeah. always keep digesting what's coming out like right now yeah. to to sort of catch on trends and stuff. Because it is uh, at the end of the day, it's, the music industry is like a big game. You sort of have to catch what's what's hot and what's not, and sort of if you want to tailor your music to that. Yeah. Okay, that's good advice. Is, uh, yeah. Sure. Cool. Um, so, do you guys have any closing statements? Uh, for the listeners wear your mask properly it goes over your nose <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people I see in Asda that didn't understand that yeah it goes over your nose advice. yeah Drink you wouldn't wear your water. pants with your cock out would you so <laughs> put, your, put your nose under your mask <laughs> for fuck's sake yeah, no, I couldn't have put it better <laughs> myself to be honest so stay safe <laughs> <laughs> stay safe fuck off <laughs> <laughs> mic drop <laughs> cool. And uh, final question: yeah. What's next for Model Family? Uh, we're planning some stuff, some recording some stuff. Hopefully, as soon as we can. Uh, I think a live session is on the cards. Maybe try yeah, and get can do. that done. Single, just just whatever we can do. Basically, the the labels uh, gave us a lot of ideas for what to for what to do next, and we're sort of just waiting until we can, and then hopefully the floodgates will open for there. Yeah. So hopefully lots of stuff. In lots the next of stuff planned. Few months. Lots of stuff planned. Okay. Sure. Great. You need no advice for that. Invest in Dogecoin. Invest in Dogecoin. Invest in GME. Hold diamond hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Buy Tesla stock now while you still can. <laughs> cool. Fuck's Cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks very much for uh, coming on the podcast, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Uh, Thank you for having us. It was great fun. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. For a first ever live episode, I don't think it's gone that badly, but we'll see how it comes out (laughs) in uh, post anyway. Watch watch all the audio files (laughs) corrupt. We'll see the audio files corrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Okay, well, uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Cheers, man. See you soon. Sash, can you understand our dialects? We're not speaking Spanish. Yeah, no, (laughs) (laughs) No, I know, but like. Aberdonian to like Falkirk like slang is so different. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Just is it? No, I mean I can understand you guys perfectly fine. I think like we made it through oh, an dude. hour Excellent. of a podcast and. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think so that right. was a good question to ask at the start. Fine, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine, mate. Yeah, it's all good. Come on, come on. Nah, mate, leave it in. Leave it in. Please, good man. That would be so good.